Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Block Podcast. I'm Mark Debney, your host. With me, as always, the one and only Patrick Merkel. Hey guys, big day today. You'll find out why. And as always, right to the left of me, we got Gary Jones. You know what day it is. All right, guys. It's a uh, we're making a lot of progress on our podcast. We just started a Facebook page. Yeah, we got thirty likes. I know. <laughs> I'm thirty likes isn't bad. I've been told by a lot of people we're kind of like. I brought this up to you, Merkel, earlier that we're like part of my take, which is an amazing podcast. It's. I mean, every college guy. Man, we ain't love ish yet. Get over yourself. Hey, man. It's good to have Big dreams. things have small beginnings. That's very true. That's very true. Today, we got a plenty of things to talk about. Um, I'll let actually Merkel take it away on our first segment here. So, well, hit us know, with the news, bud. You know, we had the whole uh, whole segments drawn out here, and then we got a nice Woj bomb uh, at about, what, one thirty today? Yeah. That says, Miles Bridges has canceled his meetings with NBA agents and that he is likely coming back to Michigan State. Well, other than me naming my first son Miles gonna, after gonna, this. First, I'm going to drop in that bomb, little bomb sound bite in there. But anyways, keep Well, going. I mean, like I said, uh, I'm going to stay true to my word and my Twitter account and said that if Miles Bridges comes back, I will name my first son Miles. Miles Merkel. That will happen. Dude, just be that will happen. Patrick Merkel. Nah, that sounds nah, pretty good. Nah, I'm, well, we'll see. That sounds pretty we'll good. We'll see. Well, I may change it a little bit that if Miles delivers a national championship or a Final Four... But, you know, for the time, Miles Merkel is still going to be a thing. Um, it is a quality first name. Though. Alliteration. Everyone yeah. likes it. You've got to find yourself a woman first. You'll be adopting a baby, Miles. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Garrett, for that one. But, you know, oh, well. This literally changes the whole college basketball landscape for next year. Michigan State, without a doubt, is going to be a top five team preseason, no matter how the recruiting class finishes up. And Miles Bridges is going to be a player of the year candidate. And I, I don't even know where to begin. The potential for this team, the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> Go. It, it, like, you're going to have Miles playing the wing. You're going to have Jaron Jackson playing the four. You're going to have Nick Ward. Wow. The, the potential for this team is going to be unreal. I, I, I don't even know where to begin, honestly. The defensive potential, the offensive potential... It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year. It'll be a super fun team to watch. That's the thing. Miles is already making the team fun to watch with a kind of a obviously an injured Michigan State team, but with him and if Brian Bowen does end up coming because of Miles, and I don't know, Cassius Winston's gonna get even better at passing. So I'm gonna see some nifty Rajon Rondo behind the back passes, or maybe some nice alley oops. I just want to see some more posterizing dunks. Whoever it is, but I just need to see more of that. Garrett, what do you what do you have? What do you think about this? Don't forget Tom Tom. One more year, he's gonna go out like the goat he is with a ring. Two and minutes starting lineup for two minutes. We don't have anything set in stone with Miles yet. I'm a superstitious guy, so I refuse to speculate. I'll leave that up to Merkel and Mark because they love the gossip. But I can confirm. Miles Bridges and I did cross this crosswalk today at the same time, and he did have a huge grin on his face. So one can only hope and imagine the possibilities for next year. Bro, this guy, I wonder if he even set up his living arrangements for next year. I don't know what to do. We have to do it so early. I don't know how the, how the fuck they do it so early, too. So uh, he, he can be the illegal in our house if he doesn't. Dude, fuck. 
Fuck Jack, dude. Bring it Miles. Hey, chill, we need bro. Miles. Chill, we need Miles. I will sleep outside for you, Miles. Dude, honestly, I would give, for him to come back, I'd give up my room, but I'd still pay for his rent. I, I, I mean, I'm already, I'm already naming my firstborn son after him. I don't, know, I, I don't know what else, that's, what other compliment that's good there would be. You know, but, it's, it is really interesting though, because you read the hot takes off of our credible sources like Twitter, and you see that Miles' entire family, coaches, including Tom Izzo, we're encouraging him to go to the NBA. Yet he refuses because he's not done here. It's, it's a legacy. It really, it's really, it's for the legacy. Like, yeah, I, I, honestly, I do, yeah. if you're good enough. I really think, and you have some heart, and not just so focused on the money and whatever it is, I think if a national championship really is important. Like, yeah. Carmelo Anthony, like, really values his championship with Syracuse. Even yeah. though it might not probably seem that... He, probably because he'll never get an NBA one, so... Yeah, but for still, I mean, he, he's won two gold medals, right? Mm. So, these three are, gold medals. These are all good explanations, but I think the best one of all is probably that... The Miles Bridges tuned into the block last week and heard my arguments for why players should stay, and that is why he is coming back to get this ring. Unpaid. <laughs> okay, well, like, I was thinking about this on my walk over here, and I think I mentioned it last year when Miles committed. Is like, this just opened the door. Like, when Miles committed, it was the floodgates opening because yeah. Izzo had missed on so many high-level recruits, and now we got... Jaron Jackson, who's going to be a superstar in himself, but Grand Rapids this, represent the, yeah. this right here is this right here shows Michigan State's culture right here, and that's like the best thing. It's like you're going to get people that maybe are one and dones, get them to stay for two years. You're going to have something special. Yeah, it does. It does say a lot about Tom Izzo and the coaching staff here because I guarantee if he went to Kansas or. Kentucky, uh, Kentucky. He'd, he'd, he'd be gone. He'd, yeah, I mean, one done. But that the thing is that idea is implanted in him before he comes there. When he mm-hmm. signs that letter of letter um, of intent, a yeah. letter of intent or whatever, um, it's implanted that he's going to the NBA if he goes to one of these schools. But when he comes to a school that doesn't have a history of producing one and duns and has had a lot of players who have gone to the NBA or played overseas or whatever had pretty successful careers, staying you know three years, four years, two years. I mean. It's it's really impressive and it, it's good for us too. Like we can see a, a really good, ba- a, a pretty good basketball team transform into hopefully, you know, a national championship contender. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say three Final Fours out of our four years in college is pretty impressive. If we, I think if Miles stays, we could definitely get there. Well, I mean, that's saying if. What do you mean three Final Fours? We've, We've only been, been to one. Only been to one. Well, thanks, Sorry. Tennessee, Miss yeah. Middle Tennessee. Oh God. Anyway, that's a good point. Let's let's Anyways. not talk about that. Anyways, mess up on my part. I, I also want to make another point here, which is the bridge that <laughs> bridge. bridge play on words here. But Tom Izzo's um, attempts to maintain relationships with his NBA alumni, um, Draymond Green consistently comes back during the NBA All Star break to Gary talk Harris. to the team. Gary Harris has a consistently strong relationship with the current players on the team. He has an apartment in Lansing. So yeah, he does. You know, Adrian Payne. All these guys are constantly coming back, constantly giving advice as counselors to these guys. And Miles Bridges is proof that he'll listen to the guys that came before him. And hopefully, this is just one in a many line, many long line of successful recruits that come to Michigan State 
put in their time and learn from those that come before them. It's, yeah. it's, it's a great trend for college basketball. This is the new mold. My boy uh, Graham Couch wrote a good article about uh, Gary Harrison, how his, his situation was. He was in the is same. That the guy team. from Lansing. He's right from Lansing State, too. Yeah, LSJ. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, that's my boy. Um, how Gary Harris was in the same situation. He uh, decided to stay after his freshman year. He's Big Ten freshman of the year, uh, all freshman first team, all defensive first team. Many people thought he would have been late first round pick. Yeah, I'd say. I so. mean, his draft stock didn't really improve, but it didn't get hurt by any means i think he and it was, helped him i honestly think yeah oh yeah i mean yeah. look what gary harris is doing now he's, he's he's that's a different that's a future topic of ours but he is by far i mean i'd say one of the best players on that nuggets team besides oh, yeah. Nikola Jokic. yeah so, he, he's he's yeah. grown he's growing up and but besides the point we saw it too with uh, adrian Payne could have been um could have been a lottery pick still was a lottery pick um <laughs> One person that I will say it hurt was Kalen Lucas. Uh, he was a projected top twenty pick. Uh, his junior year came back, struggled mightily with that year. I mean, that was a whole team issue. But that's you know, like that. But I think staying another year when you're pre- like that old at that point, I, th- I don't know. There's something to say about being a freshman and potentially being a lottery pick and staying at least one more year. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Especially with his talent. So, but you know, I don't know. I, and the way, if Woj is saying this, I mean, if Woj is saying it, he's it's the, easily the best re- basketball reporter of our time. Well, now I'm just not going to know so. for another year. Or I'm, he's just not going to spoil for another year where Miles is going on draft night. So I mean, that's fine by me. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'll take that. As long as he's staying, then I don't really mind. Yeah, it's so. going to be. It's going to it's going to be something, especially if you know. With our, I'm going to give our little Cruton update here. We got. Mark Smith undecided, Brandon McCoy, Brian Bowen. Uh, I mentioned to Garrett, I think this morning I texted you saying I had this sick feeling we were missing on all three. Wrong. Uh, Fake news. You know, now I think Wrong. I, now I think we could go. We got two scholarships open. Um, I am gonna go off the wall here, and I'm gonna predict Mark Smith and Brandon McCoy to MSU. Wow, that's what that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the wall. That's my hot take. We're gonna get both of them, and we're gonna be preseason number one. For those for the our listeners that don't know much about high school basketball and the recruiting for us, can you explain a little bit, like who they are, the positions, where they play, what do you think is so impressive about them, and why it's a big deal if they come to MSU? Okay, so uh, well, we got I, right now our uh, class of 2017 is with Jaron Jackson. He's a six ten small forward power forward combo. Uh, he's a stretch four. You can uh, closest MSU player to him. Best comparison would be uh, Adrian Payne type of role, and he is currently uh, ranked sixth by rivals. So he's going to be an impact player. Probably start right away. Our second signee is Xavier Tillman, six uh, eight two fifty out of Grand Rapids Christian. Big boy. Uh, best comparison I would say for him is definitely like a Nick Ward, but with a Draymond Green passing ability. Yeah, almost like Zebo. He's that like build. Yeah, so yeah. He's not like super duper tall, but he's big dude. And if he slims down a little bit and puts on like a ton of muscle, because Zebo is he could literally something. be Draymond Green. Oh yeah, yeah so. for sure. Um, and then the three guys that I mentioned: Brian Bowen. Uh, he's from Saginaw originally. His cousin is Jason Richardson, and he's kind of been like the MSU lock for a while. But he's had a really, really strange recruitment. I just think that since it's dragged out this long. He's going to be taking his talents out to Arizona. Uh, seems like he kind of wants to be the guy, him and his OBJ hair, which 
Izzo would get that out right away. Uh, and then the rest two- in peace, Deontay's dreads. Yeah, yeah, honestly, and Chris Allen's cornrows. Oh, damn, that um, amazing. And even Miles' hair. Yeah, Miles or Nick and Ward's Nick Ward, hair. Nick Ward's and, hair. Okay, too. but on that note, Nick Ward's new hair. He got like a better fresh cut after this. His the tournament. It looks really good. Well, I mean, I haven't seen him, but I saw. I follow him on Instagram. He's a good follow on Instagram because he has these live videos all the time. Pretty dope. If it helps him develop a 12-foot jump shot, I'll let him have it. Fair enough. Um, But then to wrap up, we had Mark Smith. He's a 6'5 combo guard out of Edwardsville, Illinois. Originally committed to Mizzou to play baseball. Uh, Ended up with a pitching elbow problem, so he's focusing more on basketball. Uh, Sounds like it's down to us, Illinois, Kentucky, and Ohio State. Um, Such an odd yeah, yeah, such a <laughs> so really like, the group I never would have expected. Yeah, but. and just six five combo guard can stroke it, can drive it, can dish it. Denzel Valentine type of player. Kind of need those. Yeah, especially need, need some help on the wing. Uh, if you put him with Langford for three or four years, you're looking at the be- at what potentially could be one of the best backcourts in three or four years time in in basketball. And then uh, the crown jewel of this class, I think, would be McCoy. Uh, seven footer from uh, originally from Chicago, all playing in San Diego Catholic Central. Uh, sounds like down to Austin, Oregon. Oregon just lost Brooks and uh, uh, No Bell hasn't announced yet. Um, Dorsey. Oh, yeah. So they got some open scholarships too, but he's from Chicago. Said Michigan State was his dream school for a few years. So let's see what happens. Keep your word on that, McCoy. Better if, be if you have. Uh, you're pulling off Schilling and McCoy off the bench to spell Nick Ward and Jaron Jackson? Yikes. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. to the competition. Yeah. So, so on that note, how many scholarships do you, are we going to have? Uh, we're going to have two. If Miles that does stay, we'll have two open scholarships. Then uh, maybe one, depending on what Ben Carter have, what happens there. But I Yeah, think. what is that? Like, does... Do you think he'll stay, or do you think Schilling will stay? Uh, Schilling's definitely staying. He has his redshirt. Carter's an oh, yeah. NCAA eligibility issue, so we'll oh. take a look on that later. Interesting, interesting. interesting. Shout out Gav Schilling for that academic award at the at the gala this Monday. We see you grinding, baby. What was can't it for? Can't wait to see you on the floor this year. What did he get? Like a he was point? recognized by by uh, the university for academic student achievement because he's a grinder. I guess you have nothing else to do except. Going to the bars on like Tuesday night, hanging with your boy Ben Carter, and I guess doing some homework. So they are relationship goals. <laughs> it's the future <laughs> of our country, man. Someone like Gavin and Ben Carter. Schilling <laughs> Carter, twenty twenty. Honestly, though. All right, guys, we're gonna transition from this astounding news with uh, MSU to this was supposed to be mainly an NBA focused podcast today but with this breaking news we had to talk about it but right now we're going to jump into the upcoming nba draft which is coming pretty soon the playoffs start in like three days yeah three days which is amazing i mean i've been watching as many NBA i mean it's going to be Cavs warriors why even play it so dude i it's news i don't know honestly <laughs> it dude i Good matchups beforehand. There's gonna be plenty of good matchups beforehand. Yeah, that's but the thing. It doesn't matter how good the matchups are. No one, no one in the West is beating the Warriors, and the Cavs are gonna flip their Spurs magical. Spurs definitely split. could, but they're not going to. They could. I don't know, man. There's a difference between could and going to. The Warriors are well rested. Shout out to my uncle. He was at Oracle this week. 
They rested all their starters in the fourth quarter, to, only to lose to the Jazz. But Steve Curry, you do you. Get them to another finals. We want to see part three versus the Cavs. We all know it's inevitable. Dude, I would honestly rather see the Spurs in, like, Washington. If any team... Okay, hypothetically, if the Warriors get to the finals, which they will, if it's not the Cavs, they're going to win in five games. Or four. The Warriors? Yeah. If it's not the Cavs. I I, that's the thing. I don't know if the Cavs are. The Cavs are. It's LeBron. You know he's going to turn on for a city. But, I don't know, man. They just have no bench. I know, and I know they only, you don't need to play as many guys, but Caleb's been looking, eh. Tristan Thompson's looking, eh. Kyrie and LeBron are obviously carrying the team, but, I mean, we'll see. And then J.R. Smith, right? Yeah, You never know, dude. Channing Fry, Birdman, oh no, Birdman's out, isn't he? Yeah, maybe Richard Jefferson. I can't even. I do. Exactly, Richard Jefferson. No defense. did last year. I do want to see IT4. Get those Celtics to an yeah, Eastern Conference man. Finals. Because it looks like the Celtics beat, could man. have home court advantage, right? Yeah, they, they're, 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 yeah. they have the one seat locked up. They have the, yeah, they have the one seat locked up. Yeah, so, you know, you get to the Boston Garden, Game 7. It'd be dope. If LeBron lets it go that far, it could be fun. No one's stopping IT in the fourth quarter. How, how impossible would it be? Just imagine Celtics win the Finals and get the number one pick. And they don't have, uh, besides Isaiah Thomas, the bonafide superstar. Horford. So, uh. I I would I would even I would not consider Isaiah Thomas a superstar. He's up. He's a star, not a superstar. You're the person hey, that gives him the chip, man. In, in an average year, it four would be an MVP candidate, but yeah. the rest of the league is going off. Yeah, yeah. He's I, for, I agree. dude. So okay, Garrett, does that make him a superstar? Because this this season, you got you know Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, pretty kind of LeBron. LeBron. LeBron's <laughs> always an MVP. Does that? diminish his people's thoughts on him being an all, a superstar or like Merkel I'm sure you think he's just an all-star but in my opinion he's such a clutch player even though he's you know obviously really really like pretty short for a point guard and can, teams have been figuring him out recently does that diminish his you know value on being a superstar well I think value isn't how you match up with other superstars in the league value is your value to your particular team I don't think the Celtics are the same team without him. Agreed. They're definitely not winning half of those games in the fourth quarter without him. Yeah. Um, and he transcends his his size and his limitations. He shouldn't be able to be that good. No, no. I, I think he's a superstar. Whether he's an MVP candidate or not, doesn't really matter. Um, he makes the Eastern Conference better, and at least we have something to watch before June for the first time in the Eastern Conference in yeah, years. Yeah, honestly. So, okay. Thanks, IT4. And Mark, I don't think that's defensible. Sorry. <laughs> no, I I totally agree with you on Isaiah Thomas, but I disagree with you on the Eastern Conference. Washington has been an amazing team to watch. Miami, after their first Miami's hurdle, not even in the playoffs. They could. They could be they an could, eight seed. But okay. they're still interesting to watch. No, I'm just saying. It's not, they're not just like all like boring games like all the time. It's not right. like just watching the like crappy Sixers team. No, I, I, I know. I, I agree that. In the years East, past, would you say the Eastern Conference was. Yeah, like, no, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. But and I, the the league has been getting better and better, which is yeah, awesome. I agree. So, um, except Brooklyn, <laughs> they've been playing pretty well though. They've been playing with heart, man. For as they're resting they six can. guys for their last game of the season. Dude, good. They're helping the Celtics out. Yeah, they should. And right. so um, so okay. So are we gonna get back and talk about the NBA draft? Like, yeah. Sorry, we kind of got off topic there. Yeah. But the draft's coming up. There's with Miles. 
maybe not going. I don't think that changes the draft landscape that much. I mean, he was going 10. He was going late lottery. So that's 10 to 14. It's still... For someone who's picking there, I don't know who. It's a big pick. Laurie Markkinen from Arizona. Eh, I'm not big on him. Oh, I'm, After, I'm, I'm big on him. Okay, what is your reason on him being... He's seven foot, he can shoot, has a turnaround, has a handle, has some can't, passing. Can't rebound. He's just going to be a stretch center. The NBA, you don't need to be a good defender. For a big guy, you do. No, you don't. Kevin Love, terrible defender. He's a power forward, not a center. Laurie Markkinen will probably be a power forward. He's seven foot. Dirk There's is 6'11", no and he's a power forward. He's a good defender. As during his time, he was a good well, defender. Okay, I mean, still, Laurie Markkinen is going to be is the closest thing to Dirk Nowitzki that we're going to have. Porzingis is a power forward. He's not a good defender. Fair enough. Still, I think for a guy that's seven foot that, that rebounds like a six-two point guard, it's just not his draft stock goes down, especially his like last couple games with Arizona. I think scouts may look at his rebounding skills, and being seven foot, it definitely hurts his draft stock. I don't think it'll hurt it a ton. He'll still be in the first round, still be a lottery pick, but it could move him down a few spots, yeah. which is which is money. I mean. Yeah, but at that point, a lot of players are looking more towards their second contract, too. So. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, we're all agreed that... Or what? what is your one, two, three? One, two, three. Um, all right, I'm going to start at three. Uh, I'm just going to assume that it's Phoenix, Lakers, Celtics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Phoenix... Wait, what's the thing if, if the Sixers... If the Lakers pick falls out, out the top three... Which it's not going to because they. I thought there was something else where no, they have to like get rid of a pick. No, it's if the Lakers fall. Lakers pick. No, Kings. If the Kings win the lottery for some reason, if they get the ball and they they lose that pick and they have to trade to Philly, I'm pretty because it was with that Nick Stauskas Nick Stauskas pick. No, it was the Lakers pick. Or I don't. I I don't. I don't know. There's so many weird things in the NBA with draft pick protection, but. Um, okay, so Lakers, or so Suns, Lakers, Celtics. Yeah. All right. Suns at three, I'd say Josh Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Lakers at two, Lonzo Ball. And Celtics at one, Markel Fultz. Okay, Garrett? Yeah, I second that. See, I would flip one and two. I think oh Markel Fultz. Absolutely not. I think Markel no. Fultz is a, an obvious pick no. for one. No. But with Isaiah Thomas being a superstar at the point guard, he had the whole thing when he was in Arizona. Then why and would you take Lonzo Ball? Because he can play the two. Markel Fultz can play the two. He's six foot five. Yeah, but Lonzo Ball is more. I think has a better shot than at- him and is a better creator. So he'd be a, a really good fit L- for the number two and. He could still come off the bench when they need a little bit more offensive power to get to replace Avery Bradley. So I think it's I think Lonzo it's Ball. Pick. Lonzo Ball will not. Lonzo Ball will not play the two in the NBA. Why? Book that. Why? Because he can't shoot. He's not That's, a good shooter. How is? Yeah, he is. No, he's not. I would take Markel Fultz and his ability in the NBA as a two for the Celtics, a hundred times out of a hundred over Lonzo Ball playing the two for the Celtics. Dude, I, I disagree. Ouch, bro. I don't know why. Why do you think he's not a good shooter? That release, Markel Fultz. I don't think that's going to affect it. 
You can uh, have you seen the shooting machine that LeVar Ball built Lonzo? This man could shoot from the womb. Okay. This guy was well, born to be a weird I'm weird ju- I'm just saying, I don't think Lonzo Ball is going to be a two-guard in the NBA. I don't think he's even capable of playing the two-guard because he needs to dominate the ball too much. Lakers will let him do that. For the NBA. Lakers, say he was Lakers a, will let him do that. I'd say he was... He, in college, he needs to, but not in the NBA. I think he can... He's good enough to get around screens, set screens, I, shoot I, the three I in the corner, so. I, I and pass so. the ball. I'm telling, I'm like, if he goes to the Lakers, he'll for sure be yeah. Guard, and then he's Russell not, he's not like the, the, like yeah. The, I mean, because the Lakers have put Russell at the two for the last month anyway. But yeah, and he's a two. Like Markel Fultz is gonna be the Celtics pick at one for sure. Okay, well, let's say that does happen. So Isaiah Thomas has had this chip on his shoulder for his entire career for when he got to, when he was in Phoenix, they had a bunch of point guards trying to, they were trying to replace him, trying to replace him. They got rid of him, went to Sacramento. They did the same thing, trying to bring in point guards to replace him, replace him. Is this going to piss him off? Well, he's a free free agent at the end, at the end of next year anyway. So them drafting him, is he going to leave? No, IT is playing the one in Boston. Yeah. And Markel would play the two. And you trade Uh, Avery Bradley for a big. I don't know, man. I think they would try and do their best to keep both of them. Avery Bradley could easily be the defensive player of the year. Well, so could Markel Fultz. He has the best defensive potential out of anyone in this draft, I think. Yeah, but if you already have an established great defensive player in Avery Bradley, wouldn't it make sense just to have Markel Fultz develop as a one under Isaiah Thomas? Oh, well, I mean, Markel Fultz is a combo guard, so he can play one or the two. I'm but just saying primary he's going to be the two. The one. I think the Seas are a young team. Not a lot of egos. You can bring one of them off the bench too if there's yeah. any problems. So and Mar- I, don't, I don't see an issue with Fultz going to Boston. You don't yeah. think that'll rub Isaiah the wrong way though? As opposed, that, to, as that, opposed to what bringing in Lonzo Ball, who's or gonna, just has, who's or not taking a point guard, ball? or not taking a point guard and taking Josh Jackson one, which would be a huge yeah. curveball, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But that I mean I think for I think he does have an ego with his chip. He does have a an ego that he knows he's so great, so I don't want anyone infringing on my... Who's he, IT? Yeah, IT. And it's not it's not a bad ego because the chip help makes him a greater player, right? Yeah. But when it makes... If he was... had this, He has a great connection with Brad Stevens and with the front office there. Wouldn't mm-hmm. he go to them and be like, look, man, I'm already here. I'm going to stay. I'm here for the long haul. And he, he could be honest with them and be like, I don't want you guys to take Lonzo or Mark Well, they don't, we got they don't. Josh Jackson. Well, okay. Which would help him on the wing. I mean, they got Jay Crowder playing the same position. He's not Josh Jackson. Look, LeBron shattered the mold in the NBA. It's not about one superstar on teams anymore. Anybody can coexist with anybody in this league anymore. I don't think there's an issue with um, the, the C's traps and him first overall. Fultz. Um... Even but, though they know they're kind of grooming him to take his spot? I don't think that's right. really well, true necessarily. He's a combo guard like we've established. And Lonzo Ball would dominate the ball way more. Uh, Fultz fits into um, the Celtics system a lot better than Lonzo, I would say. And one thing I think that we haven't mentioned here, too, is like look at the Celtics' history. For every superstar that they've had, Larry Bird, for all intents and purposes, was a glorified asshole. He, he was, had a huge ego, but he wasn't yeah. like in the media about it. That's true. 
Rondo, I think it was a different time, though. Rondo, Garnett, Pierce, Ray Allen all had decent egos, but none of them were in the media about it. Lonzo Ball is going to be in the media about it. Yeah, he'll be in the media because of his dad. Well, still. Which is Celtics. Which are, is Celt- what you're, it's the baggage that you're Celtics taking. are a professional organization. They won't want any of that, unlike the you Lakers. Know, Brad Stevens won't put up with that. Yep. He's an old school coach. Lakers, will, Lakers will eat that up in Hollywood. So there's no chance of them not taking Markel Fultz. What, what 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 would you say? It's and this it's is early. The finals haven't even, and we haven't gotten to the playoffs yet. So, I'd say. Wouldn't you think they'd have kind of have their? Well, not, not they wouldn't have their minds because a lot of things happen. A lot of things can happen between now and the draft, obviously. But you don't think there's a slight chance, even just a little well, little. We gotta win chance. the lottery first, so we're kind of just. Well, the, their pick can't their pick can't fall below four. Yeah, so they're gonna get someone so, awesome regardless. So yeah, I'd say I'd say. I'd say there's like a ten percent chance they don't take Markel Fultz, and I'd okay. say out of that ten percent, I'd say a nine point nine percent that the other chance is jo- other pick is Josh Jackson. Okay, yeah, so I would agree. I could see that. So staying with Boston, do you think there's any chance they could trade that number one? And if they do, is it with Jimmy Butler? And it, where do you think it has to be for Butler or Paul George? So I don't that, think PG, be, but I think Jimmy Butler. That'd be about it, I think. So would they need to get up, give get rid of, excuse me, someone else, including that pick, or is it just a straight? Here's I'll take Jimmy Butler. I'll give you this number one pick, but also on that note, Jimmy Butler's someone that needs the ball a lot. He's definitely a ball demanding, two three player. He for sure is. He's the guy at Chicago, and he would definitely t- eat a lot of those possession or. Yeah, the possessions that they would have instead of Isaiah. Well, so is that a good fit? Is he a good fit? Uh, I mean, well, with the number one pick, it's like the only time we've ever seen that was with the Sonics trading Ray Allen for the fifth mm-hmm. pick with the Celtics. I mean, you don't know what you don't know what's who's going to be there. So, rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. to the Seattle Sonics. Honestly, though. All right. Um. Do you think what do you think the chance or what do you think the potential for Fox and Monk are for their future careers? And I know this is predicting a lot and you haven't really seen a ton, but what do you think? Um I think Monk, if he ends up going to a team that needs a alpha male score like the Sixers, uh pretty high. Pretty pretty high ceiling, pretty low floor. Or pretty high floor. Um, Fox, athletic freak. Yeah. I'd say needs to be a backup first, put on some muscle, but I think they'll both be pretty solid pros. I'd agree. What would you say, Garrett? Based on the, the, I don't know how much Kentucky basketball you've seen besides like maybe just the tournament or some big games, but I mean, and not following the NBA too much, what would you say? Yeah, Mark is right. I do tend to boycott the NBA because David Stern stole my Supersonics with Clay Bennett and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I'm, I'm really indifferent, and I won't comment on John Calpar's teams because I think he's part of the cesspool of basketball in America right now. So I won't comment on either of those players. I sense some, like, hatred there. You want to... Yeah, you might as well just elaborate. All I've got to say is hit up YouTube if you're here right now. Look up Sonic Skate. Give it a couple hours of your time. You'll see politics, corruption, greed, arenas, city governments, 
David Stern, everything you want about why the NBA is a joke, and it's there. But the promise is this, uh, the city of Seattle is voting this week on a proposal to renovate Key Arena and hopefully get a franchise back, and then I will comment on the NBA draft in that time. But for now, I will remain silent. You got the Mariners in Seattle, though. Yeah, two and seven start. Good job, shitheads. <laughs> Salty basketball fan. Whatever, whatever. Miles okay. Bridges, you're the one. Only one I'll watch. Jeez. Okay, so with the playoffs coming up in a few days, um, I was watching, I think it was First Take, and they were talking, one of the big topics was, can the Cavs beat the West? And I think they're this current year they're two and two and four? Two and four two and four or something like that. Two and six or something like that. Against the West team. The being the, the Rock yeah, yeah, the Rockets, Spurs, and the Warriors. And the Clippers, I think. Yeah, I don't think they include them because they're not they're not in that. Yeah, I think they, they, I think they'd be two and four then against yeah, yeah, two and four, one, yeah, each one three play twice. twice. That makes sense. So Based on those numbers and the way they're playing this year, and we're focused on this year because obviously this year's mad the playoffs are coming up. Can they beat the West? I think out of those three, the only team that they could win in a seven-game series would be the Rockets. I don't think they could beat the Spurs in seven. I think it would go seven. Yeah, to the Spurs for sure. But I, and I, with the Warriors, I think they'd lose in six. Interesting. So as of right now, they're just yeah. The Cavs aren't. They're playing. bad. Yeah, they're, they're bad. Right? I, they they had the last game they played. They played decently well. I think LeBron the Hawks now. or no the Hawks is when they gave up forty four points in the fourth quarter. No, that it was the Bulls. Just, it was the Bulls on Monday. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another topic with TNT, the TNT Bulls. Man, Garrett, what do you think? I know you boycott the NBA, but I mean, with the playoffs coming, you're in the room. I got to hear your opinion. And you being a potentially, and you hate LeBron so. Are we talking on the West or the Eastern? It's can the Cavs beat the West? The big, th- the three teams. So the Rockets, the Spurs, yeah, and the I mean, Warriors. We know who's on LeBron's side. The refs. The refs. <laughs> the league. The flops. Everything he needs to get there, he'll get there. It's just can he hit the shots in the fourth quarter? He hasn't been consistent at that in his entire career. Lately, the last few years, sure. But I don't have a short-term memory. I have a long-term memory. I was in Florida when he blew it against the Mavs and then the Spurs. And then Ray Allen bailed out his freaking career. So LeBron is not the GOAT. Don't listen to these two guys. End of discussion. <sighs> That's a hot take, but... Ceiling roof GOAT, man. <laughs> Jordan. Oh, my gosh. I mean, for me, I don't even know if they can get out of the East. Because of the way Washington's playing, and I don't, honestly, the Celtics, they could beat them. I doubt it, just because LeBron is just, I think, a better superstar than Isaiah Thomas. Um, you, you you don't even need to think that hard on that one. That's a yeah, but I mean, even if but even though they're playing so bad and they're terrible at defense, honestly, terrible at defense, and the Celtics being a pretty good offensive efficiency scoring team. Um, I just, they could lose. And I'm thinking it's going to be the Wizards because Bradley Beal is amazing. That wouldn't happen until the semifinals, or until the finals. 
Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. So. I think he, that's I think that's where it's gonna go, honestly. But one of those two teams are definitely okay. gonna be the Eastern Conference Finals. So Bradley Beal and John Wall. So you're taking the Wizards over the Celtics. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah. Hot take. I'd say that <laughs> I wouldn't say that's a hot take. Even though they're the f- number one seed, I just think John Wall is playing on another level now that he's like fully healthy. He's definitely showcasing his defensive capabilities and his. I didn't think he was that fast. He's a he's fast, pretty fast. Yeah, he's a really fast. He's like I mean, I, I there. just never. He's like a leopard. Leopard. That's that's a good. Like a ninja. Person. Like a ninja cat. Yeah, a leopard. <laughs> I don't know what this guy's saying, man. But um, anyways, Bradley Beal's on another level too, and Gortop, man. Maybe we'll take Polish some more balls. Ham- the Polish hammer, dude. Maybe we'll take some more balls to the face, and they'll that will transcend to more time. Dude, that guy's make the magic great again, bro. He's Come got some back crazy to years. He's got some crazy. Might as well get years. Dwight Howard back there too. <laughs> dude, you it, all, it almost happened this summer. Yeah, it all actually almost happened. He won't come back. He's scared. Dude, he's just retiring Atlanta. Probably no one's gonna want him after that. But did you see that whiteboard thing? Oh, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Where they're trying to trade Dario Saric for uh, Aaron Gordon. So, if you guys aren't familiar with it, the Magic and their great organization in the city of Orlando. My homeland. Second homeland, actually. Uh, they signed some guy to a 10-day contract, and their PR decided to tweet a picture of him signing said contract in front of a whiteboard where all their free agent and trade targets names were so that right there you know that's not the brightest thing in the Could world they have gotten Dario Saric in the draft pretty sure they picked him and then traded him oh yeah was, yeah for they got another pick they got a for Alfred Payton for Alfred Payton yeah yeah that was the pick that was the <laughs> trade it was the Dario Saric Alfred dude Payton. RIP the magic they're so bad oh I'm sorry man they're just garbage I don't like one player on that team Thanks, Courtney Lee, for missing that alley-oop to beat the Lakers. Courtney Lee, current Nick, let's go. <laughs> Talk about a trash team. The unicorn. Hey, hey, we got Porzingis. Melo's going to be gone. Uh, Can we talk about that 09 Magic team, though? I love that 09 if Magic Ray team. If Rafer Austin doesn't get benched for Jameer Nelson, they He's might... He's playing really well right now. Who cares? They might have stolen a ring from Kobe. And the Magic would not be the irrelevant organization that they are today. There's a lot. Courtney Thanks, Dwight. Thanks. Courtney Lee missing that alley-oop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stan Van Gundy ruined the Pistons like he ruined the Magic. Oh, my God. That's also sad. Yeah, the oh Pistons, man. God, dude. Ish Smith's our starting, starting point guard. Like, I love him because he's like tum-tum. But, like, obviously better than Tom Tom, but he plays exactly like him. Hot take, dude. <laughs> um, dude, but I'm sorry. I love Ish Smith because his name's awesome, but he should not be our starting point guard. Considering we're, like, the fourth high, like the fourth team in the NBA with the highest payroll. What are we doing, man? We're not even going to make the playoffs in the East. We're the Pistons. And you're going to be playing at Little Caesars Arena. If you could have a less shit name for an arena than Dude, that, I'd really, man, I like, really like to think about it. Yeah. Think of it. I miss the palace already. Nah. Bro. Downtown Detroit, in the D, rest in peace, Mr. Dude, I. Dude, so many good things happen in the palace. Though. They're bringing it back. Yeah, I, I agree that the, I, I agree. They should be moving to Detroit, but, but they should have been in Detroit in the first place. Yeah. They're so. going to blow up next year. Just wait. 
way down. Oh, man, I am, I'm very skeptical on that. They got a you clean know, house, dude. You know they're hosting um, an NCAA tournament round, I think, in 2019 um, at Little Caesars Arena. The first round is going to be at in Detroit, so we'll have to head down there. They well, well, yeah, yeah, they put they that out. One seed Michigan State will be there in the Midwest yeah. region. Calling it right now, Sweet. hot take. Against like 16 seed LIU Brooklyn or Kennesaw State or some. Calling it right now. Yeah, Merkel has the state. worst predictions. He thought we were I losing did. Miles Bridges like five hours ago. So this I did not say that. This man prove that. Prove no that right there. Prove that right uh, there. Fake news, Garrett. Fake news. You are fake. News, you are Garrett. fake news, Garrett. Garrett. Merkel that is also, no alternative. Merkel fact. also picked Kansas in his bracket. And was I right? Yeah, I yes. right. You owe me a Domino's. For he is that. a disgrace to Iron Mountain and two. Tom Izzo. He was a Tom Izzo's son picked Duke to beat them in the Sweet Sixteen three years ago. So at least he had him in the Sweet Sixteen. Because they were a three seed. We were a nine seed this End year. End of discussion. Ceiling, roof, goat, Tom Izzo. Case <laughs> <laughs> Sean Spicer. <laughs> uh, not Hitler gonna, didn't even not use... Gonna, not going to comment on that. Hitler didn't even use... Guess. Chemical weapons. Classic. Yeah. Well, okay. So Okay, let's move past that. That's, that's something completely different. Next topic, and we'll just end it with this final topic, is the MVP candidate... Candidates. It's over. It's over. It's Russ. It's but, Russ. Uh, it, I agree, but and if Russell Westbrook, what he's doing right now is good for the game of the uh, NBA. Uh, yeah, it's groundbreaking. It's history. But are we? This goes with the AAU stuff and one and done or whatever it is. Is it good that he's such a ball hog? I mean, and he yeah, I mean, just ten assists a game. He's not a ball hog. He's a ball hog. He averages ten assists a game. That's the league that, in assists. No, not a ball. These assist stands. numbers don't make or break you as a ball hog. Who else on that team is going to score? Victor Oladipo. Oh. Okay. Who won the game yesterday? Russell Westbrook's won them all their games this year. I mean, they'd be a, a bad they'd be a bad team without Russell playing the way he is. But but if we're if, saying if, like, if we want players to chase stats, I don't think that's good for the NBA. I I don't think it's just him. If Westbrook's a good stats. teammate, why did Durant go? Because Durant was chasing a ring. So why couldn't Westbrook, Westbrook get him a ring? Because Durant, he's a bad teammate. I'm he's not, bad for the league. Russ, Westbrook is not bad for the league. I'm just saying he's the second person all time to average a triple-double. Okay? He's the one player that could do that. Yeah. Besides LeBron. Yeah, he is. I don't think that's bad for the league. I think that's good for the league to show that... People can break these records that have been standing since 1962. I think that's good for the league. But is that going to impact people, future free agents that want to come to Oklahoma? Or for them trying to recruit new free agents? Because Russell's doing everything, man. He's going to take the shots. And when he needs those assists, he's going to dish them out because he wants the triple-double. Like, like... his team has been mm-hmm. caught padding his stats, letting Westbrook get It's rebounds. so obvious. That is it's not. It's clear. It, no, it's so true, though. It's so obvious. I know. Okay. They let him get the rebounds on free throws. Because they he's the best player. He's the best player. He just run and take it. So, That's called boxing out. No, the NBA is going to become <laughs> boxing with all this fake news garbage. The Big O wasn't getting cheap freaking rebounds because his teammates let him. His teammates wanted to win. The Thunder. Russell Westbrook wants to win. Do, do the He's, Thunder as an organization want to win? Why wouldn't they want to win? That's the goal of every are, are organization. Are they doing a good job? I would say so. Look, they lost the, I don't know, a top five player, and they're still able to challenge in the NBA. Mark? 
Dude, How can I you say that they don't want to win? Trading Serge Ibaka. Because they were also trying to get cap space because they knew, knew that they needed to re-sign Durant. They yeah. made a run at Al Horford, and they needed to sign Westbrook to an extension. I would, I would say... I don't. It's hard because they did. They did try to keep Durant. They did everything in their power yeah. to keep Durant. And they also signed Oladipo to an extension too, which is big because for if Russell's. I mean, he's sitting. This is his first game. He's sitting is today. Yeah, and he's gonna be. He's the guy that's mm-hmm. gonna step up. They do need to do a lot of work because the rest of the team is pretty bad. Besides Stephen Adams and Cantor. Yeah, he's okay. But I don't know. I don't think the organiz. I think the organization doesn't. I think this is where they are in the playoffs is what they want. They're not achieving too much. So they're going to get a decent draft pick. Seattle drafted Durant and Westbrook. Don't Dude, be Seattle did not draft Westbrook. So, yes, he did. He he. Look at the pictures. He's holding up a Seattle Supersonics <laughs> ball and hat when he gets drafted on draft night, shaking that Wait, dirty, what? scummy man, David Stern's hand. Did he come one year after No, because Durant, Durant, yeah, he came one year after Durant. They're separated Wait, by wasn't one. that... By then, they hadn't announced the dirty move yet. They announced it a week later. Dude, honestly, that whole thing would just piss me off. Durant was on Bill Simmons' podcast a few weeks ago saying how he had no idea they were moving. He, the, yeah, yeah, the, friend, that. yeah. the franchise did not tell him anything. He bought a house in Seattle. He was living there with his mom. It's and they place. just picked it up and moved it. The ownership is corrupt. Sam Presti, garbage GM. I hope Oklahoma City... Turn into the Orlando Magic. Garbage oh, GM. <laughs> Garbage GM. Garbage. Do you think any Seattle or uh, yeah Seattle fans became fans of Oklahoma because they moved? No, because we have a conscience. So they just like I, I'm just saying I I would be a, I would be a I would have a hard time being a fan of a yeah team. That I don't know some some people like try to stay loyal, but if I, they move, no, I agree. If I they move the Lions to Vegas, would you root for the no. Vegas Lions? Yeah, no. that's a good. Point. It's all about money. Yeah, that's a good point. I, but I think the next expansion team won't be Seattle. It's going to be in Canada or Mexico. Vancouver? Vancouver. Any another Canadian Vancouver. team? No, nope. they're coming to Seattle. Mark it down. They're going to challenge the Golden State Warriors for the West in a decade. Get ready. The sonic boom is coming back, baby. Well, I mean, Durant is Durant and Steph Curry are probably both going to be. Durant sh- signed a short-term deal because he's coming back to Seattle. So he's coming back to Oklahoma City. Nope. <laughs> They are not. The Dude, what the happened? They are not the same organization. If Durant came back to OKC, oh, I just want to try it out. That would that, it, no, no. <laughs> that would it would, it would it, 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 no. Give Seattle is history back. Adam Silver, you joke. Dude, Adam Silver is so much a uh, much better GM than David Stern. So you can't even get him. That guy seems like the nicest dude on earth. Literally, the, like the one person in the whole like front staff of the NBA be like, I want to hang out with you. No, I hang, like I, hang, I hang out with Mark Tatum, the deputy commissioner. Fair enough, he is pretty cool. But dude, Adam Silver, look at him when he goes up to the podium for the draft. He's got that squeaky yeah, he voice, get, he man. The glasses, not like David Stern. Or David Stern's weird, man. He's just like creepy. Silver is a puppet for David Stern. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I'm done with this league. Go <sighs> it four, fucking steal this title. Okay, we'll we'll finally end it with what do you? Who do you think the MVP is? Harden. The man averages a triple double. If that's not question, if that's not grounds for MVP, then right there, there's a there's a flawed system. So are we basing it on wins. Oh, don't forget that OKC Thunder let Harden go too. Well, they also got a first round pick for that and multiple good. And no one would have known. Yeah, what's so, the payoff? No one would have known that James Harden. What's he wouldn't payoff? have been the same. He wouldn't. James Harden would not be the same player. He is so I'm just I'm just saying, like Russ is the MVP by yeah. far. 
because you take it's most valuable player, but also most important player. If you take him, Oklahoma City's challenging Brooklyn for the number one pick. Yeah, for sure. I would agree. All right. I mean, kind of a hot take, not really a hot take. We had should some be. hot should takes. Not, should not be a hot take. It's obvious, but anyways, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, make sure you go on our. We'll Facebook go page. look us up on Facebook. Like, like us, us, follow us, share our videos, share the links, whatever. Go on our SoundCloud page. It's at the Block Pod. You can, if you have any questions for us, you can email us at theblockpod at gmail dot com. Is the block gonna be live from McLean next weekend? Yes. I mean, I don't know anything about baseball, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I don't we, we, are gonna, we, are gonna, we are going to do this. I mean, if we're playing Michigan, then we might. Come out and watch... Garrett, what's, what's your hot announcement? Come out and watch your Spartan Dog Club baseball team get that back-to-back, insert Drake here, conference <laughs> championship against Scum Michigan next Saturday and Sunday at McLean Stadium for the first time in club fashion on a D1 field. What day are you pitching? Game two, Saturday. You're pitching Saturday? Okay. Catch we'll my grandma catch my grandma in the stands. All right, we will be in Peace the out. stands. Uh, Mark will be the play-by-play. I'll be the color commentator. So, All right, guys. Later, boys. Have a nice day.